0: Hello everyone! Welcome to the seventy-three episode of Launch Byte. So today, uh, with Wilin again, uh, today we are going to talk about uh, product market fit. So enjoy the show and love to hear your feedback. Hello, Wilin. How are you doing today? Hi, Brian.
1: Good morning. Very good. Thank you. Uh, since
0: the last time we spoke, things have been very good. Very happy yeah. to be back and talking again. Today we have one friend who give us fly us aeroplane. <laughs> so going to give him some uh, online scolding. Cheng, why you never show up? Are you still sleeping? If you see if you listen to this show, <laughs> please, please give up. us Please wake up. Give us feedback.
1: Yes uh, This is only episode 2 And already our attendance record Is tarnished <laughs> wow. We
0: dropped by 33% Yeah, very tallard <laughs> <laughs> so, Any Any interesting projects That you are doing uh, Additionally To uh, What you have been doing
1: Nothing additional uh, But uh, Of course things have been Growing since the last time we spoke And uh, I think it would be really nice For both of us To share You know What's been uh, what has happened since the last time that we were on air um and give everybody a real time sort of real time update about you know what's going on with our lives especially with our entrepreneurial projects that uh everyone can learn from and that we can share with the world right because there's nothing like hearing about things that are actually taking place and what are the real life challenges and issues that we face
0: yeah we any interesting article that caught your attention recently or this?
1: Ah uh, <laughs> I thought you want to talk about uh, anything interesting going on I don't have any articles but I do have interesting going on to share
0: so, Ah me too um, I am uh, so first give you the uninteresting one a bit a bit sick uh. So, my voice might sound a little bit funny. Uh, That's one. Uh, the second thing I want to talk about is uh, you know, the last time we, we uh, that I share about like uh, I have a video that went quite well for one to three superheroes, right? Yeah. Then, uh, so having content and people coming in is good, uh, but is there a way that I can, uh, you know, uh, maybe sell some small stuff and which I think brings us uh, nicely into the topic of product market fit because uh, so my kind of audience are those uh, people who are home cook who love to make uh, healthy food uh, they also love to read recipe online they have to think about um, what kind of products that uh, maybe I can source and maybe uh, sell to this uh, community of uh, home, home cooks uh, and finding that exact product market fit is a... I, I think it's a challenge uh not only for this but for everyone trying to do a business online. I see, I see. Yeah. You
1: you spoke last time uh the recipe you did that was about uh taking for taking care of your hair to keep your hair nice and nice and lustrous black and lustrous is that right? Yeah 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 so, uh, what was what have you learned since then?
0: The the one big thing that I learned uh, yeah. after making so many videos, right, is yeah. beauty videos works better than health videos. <laughs> 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 so so for example, one two three super her, I I I think I did about uh, it's less than less than twenty videos, but I about fifteen. Then yeah. of all the I think about ten right, they are all. Uh, all about health like improving your liver health improving like to drink this it's better for your back if you drink this uh, It's uh, Helps in your calcium and all but nothing nothing beats beauty if you drink this your hair will become uh, Darker if you drink this your 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 skin will shine Wow boom and this kind of content boom more over the health health is not <laughs> important Boom. No lah, but seriously, seriously, 500%. uh, the articles that are working for me, for the site and videos are working for me are mostly related to beauty, health and beauty over yeah. health alone. Oh, this remind me
1: exactly of uh, what often people
0: say: I cream, my mia. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> very true, very true. This is like totally <laughs> I cream, my Yeah. So so, I uh, I'm not exact. I don't have a specific. Uh, product to sell in this market yet but I do learn that something along the line of beauty will definitely help rather than just health focus maybe health focus the topic itself right? is a bit dull uh, yeah 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 helps with my liver yeah 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 no, it's like doctor telling you to eat medicine yeah 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 I will eat and two days you forget yeah. everything yeah 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 it's yeah. very
1: true I think yeah. we never really so as you're sharing this uh tidbit right I'm thinking in my mind I'm thinking that oh wow when you tell me that it intuitively feels very true now, why I say this is because um, we can easily think of the biggest cosmetics companies in the world they're huge they're enormous you know like multi-billion dollar companies then when you think about are there equivalent companies for health? you know we can't really think of like companies that have become so successful off of creating uh products that will keep people healthy, improve their quality of life. No, I mean they they exist but they're not anywhere near as big as the biggest cosmetics giants.
0: Right? Yeah. Yeah I agree, agree. Selling confidence uh, is better than selling health. (laughs) (laughs) Wow.
1: So that uh that should probably be the way forward then for your for
0: your project one two three super herbs. yeah um I'm actually looking to do uh to do more uh videos and articles uh same along of uh, a lay along the line of uh, natural food using normal ingredients uh not uh, and but catered to more health specific kind of recipe And eh, no sorry not health beauty kind yes. like the next one that is uh coming out right is a sweet dessert but it will. <laughs> Is uh the the herbs that I use are intended to bring glow to your skin. Wow. Ta da! Uh, so we are going to the dessert, uh, the Chinese herbal dessert kind of uh, content. Delicious also health related
1: and makes you beautiful. I think that's already the perfect combination there.
0: Yeah, we will, we will we will see how uh, this goes. Oh, another thing that I want to share about content marketing might be slightly deviate away from product Fit, but I just want to share my experience. I just want to share that content marketing takes a long time because you need to produce the content that you need to distribute then uh, sometimes it works sometimes it not work but it's sort of like an asset or well, why do I say this is because um uh videos that was created maybe six months ago right I can reuse and I can share into different uh, Facebook group again uh, because there will be new users in that Facebook group and people will, like read or comment or even share again so it's like reusing some of the uh, assets again uh. so uh. depending on how you see it it could be a liability because it takes a long time to do but it can also be an asset because it you know you can reuse it
1: I think you're underselling yourself, uh, like uh, so many people do. I think it's a very unique thing in Singapore. This is not a liability at all. It's definitely an asset. It's only an asset. It's only a matter of like how big an asset, small how asset it... or a big asset. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so
1: now, I, you mentioned that you did 15, 15 videos already, right?
0: Yeah, 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 about fifteen.
1: Yeah, and then it occurred to me that it it sounds like well, it took you some time. You know, you had to keep. You had the perseverance to keep doing it uh, working on it even though it you did 14 videos without a notable success So I, I think that's very you know worth, worthy of praise like I want to commend you for that because I think uh, I would not have done the same thing I find myself think going more like you know I'll write one blog post I write two blog posts the third one I'll try to do a guest post and then if I then you know I don't get any substantial uh, uh, you know, likes or shares, then I already feel very disinterested. Uh, how did you? So, I'm really genuinely curious to know how do you keep going?
0: With... Oh, you mean creating the videos? I think uh, uh, first, I want to agree uh, that uh, consistency is the key to this because we keep trying. Uh, but the second thing about this is, I, which is kind of related to uh it is closely related to what i am uh, experiencing now haha <laughs> not young already so i'm also into this health thing so i'm more conscious about my food and diet itself and also uh my wife she's into cooking uh. so oh. so putting all this together right uh, uh it's a win-win actually for me which is why i'm able to consistently do this why because every weekend we take some time together she cooks I video I record I produce the content uh, oh. I, I think it's fun because I make the video I took the video it's fun for her because uh, she's learning new recipe each time and it's a together time it's like a triple win eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. triple win it yeah, it's really a triple
1: win,
0: is a triple win. Yeah. yeah a, so 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 in this case it's not like a, a, a hassle for me some people find that ah oh, I have to create another content again so troublesome but for me is uh, if this one doesn't work uh, it's okay I get to spend time with my wife my wife uh, learn a new recipe I learn how to edit video better and uh, very, very, very different uh, compared to last time uh, if I am I don't know maybe I do coffee and if I try to do coffee video I might um, Wear out a lot faster, or burn out a lot faster, mm. because if you're doing it alone, there's no uh, the motivation wears out pretty fast
1: Yeah, no, I totally, I totally understand, I totally agree. Mm. Uh, remind reminds me of uh, some important lessons that would, in entrepreneurship, people talk about. You know, the dog fooding approach. You do something, you create something that you use yourself, uh. and it, it's not that what you're doing is. Um, you have an interest and you are pursuing that particular interest and that is also your product or you know what you create and that's perfect because that is how you're able to keep going and i'm going to make use of that lesson i'm going to take that from you i'm going to take this thing that you generously share with me and i will be looking for ways to um, be continually doing things that i enjoy in fact this is i think that would be that is already something that we have in common when we do this uh, podcast series together. We are doing something, you know, we're talking to each other, and we don't often, even before we started doing it, we didn't meet that much, and so each time we meet, we tell each other, update each other about what has been going on, and now we get to do it in a little bit more structured way. We force ourselves to stick to a schedule, and that's good for us both on a personal level and a professional level. So I can totally understand. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we learn from each other. That's the most important thing. Another thing about this is uh, I think we always hear that uh, that, oh, I make a mistake. Uh, I learn from that mistake and I uh, recover from that mistake. But sometimes I'm, I'm concerned both on myself and how others are actually learning from the mistake. Because it's easy to tell people, right? Like, hey, really? I make this mistake. Oh, but I learn from it but did I really learn from it because the next time I might make it again so when we put the commitment of saying like oh I learned from this mistake I think we at least for myself uh, I, I, I learned to be accountable and more responsible for that when I say this kind of stuff uh, so for example for example, let's say I, I learned the mistake of uh, not managing cash flow well uh, I can be telling people oh my business failed because uh, I never managed cash flow well mm. but next time when you run a, your next business again will you still remember that you make this mistake or is it just you say only uh, yeah so
1: <laughs> I think if you didn't if the person okay not necessarily anybody right even myself uh, if I did not manage cash flow well and I identified as a some, a reason for my business's failure and let's say the next project that I do if I still don't manage my cash flow well I, I really have to wonder maybe what I say and what I think are not really the same
0: yeah, well, you know Yeah.
1: I think <laughs> this this actually is a uh, interesting segue if you will tolerate with me for just a minute uh, have you heard people say that you know, you can talk to customers like one of the things we learn uh, as entrepreneurs is that we to talk to customers, right? We want to, we do this, we call this customer development and we ask them, you know, what is it that they value? Is it prices, is it stability, reliability? And they'll give us certain answers. And then we're taught that we have to take these answers and then act on them and build something that answers to these needs, right? (laughs) But have you also heard before that you don't trust what the customer says. So Henry Ford, you know, the founder of Ford Company said, if I had asked people what they wanted, they would have said a faster horse.
0: Yeah, I heard about this too. Yeah.
1: And then Steve Jobs is another man. Have you heard the anecdote that uh, Steve Jobs doesn't do focus groups, he doesn't do market research?
0: Oh, I didn't know this. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was a thing. Yeah, He said, so if he had relied on market research or you said, focus groups. They would not have done the iPhone. because Nobody even could imagine what it was like. They didn't know that this was missing from their life. Ugh. So, I mean, I, I realized that there are a lot of people who discount any stories that they hear about Apple because they, they think it's a bit uh, overblown. It's hype. And I have to admit that even as me, was someone who is a marketer and I think that, uh, I think Apple is very good. I also would agree with them. I think we're in total agreement, there's a lot of hype. But I do agree that there is a lesson to be learned because it, it is something special for them to be able to create that hype. Uh. Uh, and to, going back to the lesson, that is you can't even really trust what the customer says. So even though we talk about, we talk to the customer and hear from them what it is it that they say that they want, we may not realize that uh, by doing what they want we haven't really addressed what they truly need Like people didn't know that they could use an iPhone or then people didn't know that they could have a motorized horse carriage which today we call a car so so I felt that was a really important thing to share just coming from what you we were saying
0: yeah, yeah. I, I agree yeah if uh, there are a lot of things That we customers So I put myself as a customer I wouldn't know What I really need yeah. Unless
1: uh, Unless an option is presented to you Like say Hey, would you like to consider this? Would you try this? You know Then it's packaged a certain way Told to you that it can, You know uh, Give you a better life Make you more beautiful Make you more attractive You know For just a minute a day Of your time Something like that
0: you from forty into the new twenties. <laughs> new twenties, <20s>, yes. <laughs> so, okay. So, diverted a bit, but I think all these are important lessons uh, and uh, experience that we have learned. So, we get back to the product market fit that we wanted to talk about. So, you you, yes. you, you may learn to start on sharing this.
1: Yes. Also, oh, actually, uh, to the audience. So. Uh, Brian and I have briefly spoken about product market fit before we jumped on the call uh, and I have a couple of lessons to share about this um, well let's say just one important lesson to share about this um, it is important and I've been thinking about that a lot because uh, I have been working with uh, my brother he just dipped his toes into e-commerce and he's selling Tea, floral tea online. Now, uh, floral tea is a little bit of a niche. Plenty of people drink tea, but floral is a little more niche. He's uh, based in Malaysia, uh, in Selangor, and as the first way of one uh, thing to you know market the product, uh, we decided jointly on using Facebook ads. So we started campaigns. You know, we cobbled together some images. You know, wrote some copy. Uh, wrote up some nice product descriptions, created a Shopify store, and then started running campaigns. Um, even though we live in an age where you know Lazada, e Mon, Alibaba, you know all kinds of e-commerce stores are prolifer- proliferating everywhere, uh, we thought we'd go with this kind of uh, option of creating a Shopify store, you know, like a boutique, it's uh, tea shop, which we did, and run the ads so we quickly got into um, this this like no man's land of entrepreneurship now there are a few no man's land entrepreneurship when you have uh when you just started and you haven't got the first customer that's a kind of no man's land you really don't know where to go uh, you don't know who would possibly buy your product uh, where you could possibly find your first customer that's really difficult position to be in now we moved past that we ran some ads you know made some very generic targeting like uh, targeting women targeting Malaysia Selangor specifically because then you can deliver it quickly and uh, these would be the people he understand the most because he lives there Um, certain age group you know like make it broad 25 to 55 and then he got a little bit of sales got a couple of sales you know and then you get into this actually you actually get into a second no man's land (laughs) you may think that intuitively when you make the first sale make the second sale ah you know that things work and you just have to do everything you know uh to the maximum and then you just operationalize everything you increase your efficiency and you'll be you know well and good to go you know and you just sit back and haha profit but you would be wrong (laughs) so here's what here's what we think you started selling the product and now you're in the no man's land of where do we go from here so here's what we had we were selling we were getting sales for let's say okay this is not the actual figure because I can't remember it it's about a hundred ringgit for sale and people were buying products that were you know on average thirty five ringgit per packet it's way too much you're way way way, way too much if the product costs thirty five you know you're uh, profit margins maybe half that or less you know typically a lot less so it's way too expensive now when you have already made say two three sales where do you go from here you definitely have to bring down the cost uh, you definitely need to sell more uh, how do you do that you have several options on the table and I'll just share with everyone what we have already thought about we thought about uh, repackaging is selling a bundle of things so that it brings the price of the average order over 100. In that case, maybe you can get closer to paying, uh, getting enough margin to pay for marketing costs. That's number one. Second one might be you need to optimize the campaign so that your cost per acquisition is significantly less than 100. You can't possibly, you know, make a profitable business. I have selling a hundred, uh, selling for 35, or uh, and acquiring customer for 100 right that's number two the third one might be okay maybe 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 you just have to have good retention so people are going to buy in the first time you know 35 ringgit worth of tea and you will acquire them for a hundred but because people don't buy just once you know people who love tea will tend to drink tea over time just like coffee so maybe you will claw back your earnings later on because anyway you have their emails, they know who you are, they have your Facebook page. So, from the entrepreneur's point of view, what is the best way out of all three? Uh, It is important to choose one because all three take a lot of time, take a lot of effort, and you can't possibly do all three of them at once and do it well. So this is like another kind of no man's land. In the first no man's land, here, you didn't know where the first order would come from. In the second one, you got a little bit, but uh, you're facing a business model, business model. Sorry, that is not viable. Then what is the way forward? And that's actually where we find ourselves at exactly now. Mm. Yeah. So it's a real life problem that i think people can empathize with you know the moment you get your first customer you very quickly going into this second big you know uh, unknown Is i can't really think of a I, can't, I don't know how to communicate the sense of scale like i feel about it in the first case you know when you're trying to make your first sale you feel very optimistic and you feel like the world is your oyster <laughs> and, <laughs> then the second time you you make the sale already you have the first sale but suddenly you have real problems it's no longer just the rosy hopes and dreams you have made the sale but the problems are real you are spending money and you have to figure out oh no how am i going to get more how am i going to make it profitable so at the same time that is a problem i recognize that is a tremendous opportunity and uh we're lucky to be in this situation and for for solving it i mean i wanted to share the sense of uh sense of you know facing a big problem i wanted to communicate that both to you brian and to anybody listening i also wanted i want to share uh, just a little bit more about what i learned uh about solving the problem because i think it's I always want to share but also give people a sense of what are the possible solutions that I don't just communicate a problem and you know leave it at that so let me give you a glimmer of hope now <laughs> with a little bit of what I learned so I learned that okay on, uh, we're using Facebook ads and I found that in face on Facebook ads uh, they actually tell you what uh, the demographics of your users so you can actually see uh, we have found that the people who buy tea come from all kinds of age groups uh, i'll tell people where to find it. so for those of you who use facebook ads uh, you can follow this if you don't it's all right um just uh i'll go through it real quickly so we won't spend too much time on it so if you're in facebook ads manager you can click on your ad sets tab and then you will see your ad sets if you point at the ad set name uh, three options will appear below called view charts edit and duplicate so if you click on view charts then it will pop up the uh, reporting for your campaigns uh, in the middle you'll see the chart you know the line chart then above that there's a tab called demographics if you click on demographics then you will start to see a breakdown of your audience so the audience breakdown will show you know women on the left men on the right and an age group going from youngest to oldest from top to bottom so from here I took a look here and I saw that hey um, we actually get sales from both young and old uh, audience uh, a lot of the buyers are women and they tend to uh, buy a fair amount of tea uh, you know 25 to 34 35 to 44 and 45 to uh, sorry 44 45 to fifty-four. they all buy they all buy tea but the ones that are best are actually the older audience because they cost less to advertise to for less uh, dollars invested you get the same amount of outcome so 2534 is easy to understand because a lot of advertisers are targeting their spend there so I have to outbid them and I find that very expensive it racks up the cost very quickly so if I want to optimize this is an easy easy win like going back to what I said about the, you know, the the tremendous cost, like 100 plus, uh, no, 100 ringgit um, advertising costs, you know, for acquisition. This would be an easy way to bring it down by a lot because 25, 34 is costing a lot of money. Uh, then that is the first of two things that I discovered. So if you're using Facebook for advertising, take note, you can actually do a lot uh, to get to a more profitable niche just by tweaking the demographics. Then, the second thing is something that I am really, I'm really pleased to have discovered this and to learn how to use it. Um, for those who already know this, uh, you can also skip ahead. But for those who haven't heard of, you know, exclusions, oh, this is amazing. This is great. So one of the things that you can do in Facebook Ads is you can exclude the apps and websites. Uh, that you don't want your ads to show on. You can all you can choose things like interests. You know what kind of interest you want to target, uh, like language, uh, Facebook page that they like, uh, yoga. You know organic stuff. All this you can you can target, but you can also do exclusions below that. So exclusions you can not only exclude uh, other similar interests one of the things you can exclude is websites and apps so i downloaded the list that facebook provides and there's something like over forty thousand apps and websites that uh my ads were eligible to show on and i haven't yet uh gone through the whole thing but it is very very impressive you can you can get to uh, the level of detail like excluding apps like Candy Crush let's say that you're selling something fairly serious like you know investment tools then you would exclude Candy Crush because people who play Candy Crush are not at the moment thinking about investing they're in the mood for the relaxation so this is exactly the thing that would help me save a lot of money and optimize tremendously because Candy Crush is played by so many people and even today like even though the whole hype has kind of died down, there's still lots people playing it and I would be I would love to exclude all of them from my campaign. So that's the second thing and these are the two things that I wanted to share. And Brian, thank you very much for listening very patiently uh, I noticed that yeah you're I think you're taking notes <laughs> but I'd like to hear your thoughts now.
0: Yeah, I think uh, one big thing here that uh, I learned from your sharing is uh, being more data-driven. Uh, so here's what my takeaway. Uh. So as a small-time business owner, right, we have limited time. There uh, yeah, are also yes, we can test and uh, test and trial a lot of stuff. Uh, move fast, uh, but because of time, right, we can only test uh, limited stuff uh, by being using ads like what you're doing with uh, with your product on Facebook ads, right? Uh, taking the data that is, which is then the demographic data taken and also the feature like exclusion uh, help us narrow down or rather help you in your business to narrow down the potential strategy moving like it. That's one. So being data-driven. And the next thing that I, the take away here is also to, uh, it's more about uh, the time itself like uh, besides uh, testing out with ads and uh, all this uh, I think another thing we can try is more on the oh, this is all my personal uh, thoughts uh, is uh, the distribution because you've been talking about uh, the older uh, age group are more willing to buy right like besides spending money could we Could there be an opportunity to actually uh, share it, uh, share articles, stuff, uh, rather than just pay ads into Facebook groups where all these uh, uh, other demographics are in? Maybe it could be a cheaper resource itself. So these are the few things uh, that I learned and I'm also thinking for myself right now.
1: But theoretically, I think that would be that would be an excellent way to um, try things out. Because as you were saying, you created a bunch of uh, assets, right? All these videos yeah. you did, um, 15 in all, the one that really took off was the most recent Beauty. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But everything you did before that, you put time and effort into it. And you now have the, 15 one, the 15th video. Uh, In- increase your audience increase uh, your reach and then the same people who like your 15th con- piece of content are also the most likely to enjoy your previous content it feels that it feels like a very natural and uh, obvious way to exploit or leverage the previous content You share it with the same people you know and say hey I, I did this before does this also work for you? Do you find it interesting? And some of them will say yes, some of them will say no. And the thing that we would probably want to learn is how many of them say yes. Right? Yeah so even if they were even if the 14 earlier ones were all about health rather than beauty, by sharing them with the the audience, the large larger audience now, I know how many percent of these people who express an interest in me because of beauty are also interested in health so if i find that you know practically none of them have any interest in the earlier 40s then i know that my audience is strongly strongly you know uh, inclined towards beauty related content and that's important for me to know or if Mm. i learn that 50 percent of the audience is inclined also to help then i know oh i have a beauty piece that really drew all these people in but you know what 50 percent of them are also interested in health and so i may want to continue doing that as well so i think that's a valuable thing to learn and i think that this is how one way in which the assets that you have already created can continue to be useful for you
0: yeah, actually, this is a hmm, interesting. This could be one strategy that uh, I could be trying. In fact, you know what? Uh, as we dive deep, uh, as you go do your e commerce business with your brother and testing out the different strategy on Facebook, actually, uh, sort of like the next, I'm just thinking of my mind, next episode, we can also share more how we actually uh, like start to try to grow the business line. In my case, I try to grow the content or maybe finding a product for one, two, three support, right? And you can share more how the execution of your strategy works on your, uh, the tea, the tea shop. Yeah. Then we see that we can, we can actually share all these learnings with the audience, like the different, uh, because I think that it was very useful that you had shared, uh, like, uh, how to actually use the Facebook ads uh, itself earlier on.
1: Well, I'm glad. i that they uh, find that interesting. Yeah, we should
0: definitely do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think today, because uh, we don't want to drag this too long, because uh, you know, um, I, I think oh, yeah. uh, there's an optimum time for the podcast itself. Yeah. Uh, so just want to do a round down that uh, like what we Lin shared was uh, how to run his Facebook ads, the problems that he faced, and being more data. Driven as you look into the analytics, uh, especially into the demographics. Uh, so, for myself, finally, I understand that beauty is more important than health. I stream my mia is the most important
1: thing. <laughs> the <laughs> voice lesson of the podcast. Girls and boys, ladies and gentlemen, if there's one thing you take away from today's show, please remember that people generally I cream my and Translate into plain English for those who don't speak Hokkien. This means, beauty is more important than life itself. <laughs>
0: yeah. Definitely, okay. definitely.
1: Number one so, takeaway, thank you
0: everyone. Number one takeaway. So before we, 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 we close this show, I just want to uh, really maybe can share where can our uh, audience find more about you?
1: If, audience, if you want to uh, follow me or you want to contact me, uh, and we can interact on social media for everyone's uh, benefit you can find me on Twitter uh, at e n, so that's Ngweil. Um, that would be the that would be the most straight- straightforward way to contact me uh, you can also find me on Facebook uh, with the same same name, Eng Weilin, Facebook.com slash But I'm not on Facebook uh, much nowadays, although it will definitely still reach me. That's not my preferred platform. Uh, thank you, Brian, for, for doing that. Um, no,
0: thanks for sharing, man.
1: My pleasure, as always, as you know. Mm-hmm. I love doing these shows together.
0: Yes, and we must gently remind Cheng, if you are listening, remember, next time cannot be late, must wake up. <laughs> okay so so to to, to everyone uh, if you are uh, interested in the show notes you can find us on um, lunchbike.com l-a-u-n-c-h-b-y dot com okay so yeah. that's it Lunch for today <laughs> and thank you everyone thank you. Thanks, bye bye
1: thanks Brian. bye